Hello, hello. We are back again today. This is Bridge Radio. And I'm once again today your presenter, Steve, and my colleague here. Nana. And today we are going to be presenting you with a term decolonization. And continuation of our series, Working Together. And today we will be introducing you with our new clip, the introduction of Bridge Radio. So just to explain briefly, uh, the Bridge Radio is a community radio, uh, a radio collective that is actually based in Copenhagen. But these days we are taking over the radio waves of uh, FSK. Um, and we are making a series that deals with uh, working together and how to find ways to navigate privilege in groups that consist of people with very different positions and privileges given by the nation state. And today you will be hearing a little bit of what we think is part of the problems in the society. So, and before we will let you know more about what this program today will uh, be about, we just have a little uh, clip that introduces this theme of working together. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised. Will not be televised. Will not be televised. Will not be televised. The revolution will. On this program series, the Bridge Radio will be focusing on working together in political activism groups with different positions and privileges given to individuals by the nation state. This program will try to focus on ways to heal, dismantle, dissolve and to decolonize privilege, white supremacy, racism, sexism and discrimination in activism spaces. The ignorance and the privileges of nation states aims to destabilize and strikes everywhere in our society today, which has everything to do with a dominant colonial culture. This colonial culture even appears in groups that aim to work in anti-fascist and anti-racist ways. This program intends to articulate 
to discuss and to find ways to navigate around these privileges and working together. Decolonizing our minds on racism, fascism, sexism and discrimination is an everyday practice. You do not break it once, but it's a process of an everyday life. Because we have grown up in racist, discriminative society structures that intend to divide us. So how can we attempt to navigate privilege? How do we work together in subversive ways? How do we break existing power structures in ways that takes intersectionality into account? In this program, Syria, where the Bridge Radio will be guesting FSK, you will be hearing reflections on challenges of working together from many people from migrants and women political groups and spaces, where this colonial mindset sometimes and often is present. We hope by putting a focus on this issue of working together across different nation-state privileges that we can help activists and individuals become aware of our different positions of privilege, along with finding a sustainable, suitable way to coexist in social and activism spaces. The Bridge Radio. So what you'll be hearing today in this program, um, we'll be presenting you with songs. We will have some different guests today in the studio. And we will hear about the conference that took place this weekend in Hamburg uh, called Colonial Vergessen, or in English, Colonial Amnesia. And again, in connection to this, we'll be making a connection with one of the also historical um, awareness or um, bringing into consciousness of the Danish uh, state of the unveiling of Queen Mary, of the struct structure of Queen Mary in Copenhagen on the 30th, 31st of March last month. Yeah, so I, I Am Queen Mary was a sculpture that was opened the 31st of March in Copenhagen, That's a memorial site for the Danish colonial history, which is the first of these kinds. And the guest we will be having with us today is uh, a group of the organizers from the conference, Millicent, and um, two of the other organizers. And then we will have... Um, Mrs. Latoya. And Olivier from the Black Media Group. So the voices we will be hearing today will try to a little bit um, analyze the story behind this conference and at the same time put together our today reality. Both with the, we try to connect it both with the migrants, both with other um, struggles, oppressions that are going on around the world. So in a way, what we are going to do today is to, in a way, try to bring into consciousness what um, both colonialism, racism, uh, sexism, and discrimination does to our societies. Yeah, so before we go on, we have another song that we want to play for you. Um, this is uh, M.I.A. Um, with Borders. Thank you. 
freedom, I don't meet him Where's your freedom? This one needs a brand new freedom Weed and the key Weed and the key them to life Let's beat them Weed them smartphones, don't beat them
So we are back in the studio of FSK, and this is the Bridge Radio sending live from the FSK studio. And now we will be bringing in our first um, guest, Mrs. Latoya. And um, in a while, I'm going to introduce. She, I'm going to ask her to introduce herself. But in, in the last, in our last program, we also played her pro, uh, one of her musics. Um, she's an activist, um, a musician, an artist, and um, she's also um, one of the leaders or one of the people who had the speech in the protest. Uh, has been part of the conference in the last uh, four days. So we will be bringing her into the program and uh, we'll ask her a few questions and then we will play a bit of the clip from the protest and then we will bring Mrs. Latoya in. So we will ask you to listen and um, hear or experience a little bit what happened on the street of Hamburg, also from our radio. So yeah, as part of this conference that took took place in the weekend um, about colonial am, uh, amnesia, there was a memorial protest uh, this Sunday, where um, we went to different historical sites of the city, and we have a little clip to play from this uh, protest. And now the protest you will hear. In a minute. Everything without us, about us, is against us. Anything about us, without us, is against us. We demand reparations now. It's time for justice. It's time for justice. Reparations now. Reparations now. Reparations now. Reparations now. Reparations now. Reparations now. Decolonize Hamburg. Decolonize Hamburg. Decolonize Hamburg. No amnesty for genocide. No amnesty for genocide. All the wealth we see around here is built on the exploitation of our people. Until today, there has been no progress in Europe. It's okay to give apologies, but this is not enough. The whole wealth we see built on the backs of our people, of our ancestors. And we are here today demanding reparations demanding to rewrite history and we stand together as a people and we say it's time for justice 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 reparations now reparations now reparations now reparations now senselina senselina senseni Senseni na, senseni na, senseni, senseni na, senseni na, senseni na, senseni na, nina, senseni. What have we done? What have we done? What have we? What have we done? We done what have we? What have we done? What have we done? Sensenina, sensenina, sen. 
Uhuru! 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 Free our ancestors! Free our ancestors! So now, so now, this what you just heard was the um, voices of the people of um, the Namibian people protesting on the streets of. Hamburg in the last two days and talking about their um, problems and the issues caused by the German state in the last hundred years. And um, now I will be introducing to to you people one of our guests who is here live with us uh, in the studio before we introduce Mrs. Latoya. Please, um, uh, can you introduce yourself? Okay, uh, my name is Olivier Njek. I'm here in the name of uh, Black Media Group, Hamburg. Yeah. And um, okay, thanks for the opportunity as given to me to speak about the last conference uh, taking place this week. Thank you. And then now we'll be introducing, we'll allow um, Mrs. Latoya to introduce herself. Um, can you hear us, Mrs. Latoya? Hello? Hello? Oh, okay, we have a problem there. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. Here we are. Um, we'll allow Mrs. Latoya to introduce herself. Um, so, Mrs. Latoya, um, can you please introduce uh, yourself to our audience? Yes, uh, my name is Latoya Olorontoyin, Manly, Spain. Um, activist and artist living in Hamburg. Hmm. Um, please, um, we were talking about previously before you came on about um, both colonialism, working together, and um, how the protest and the conference in Hamburg went and what we can take out from this um, experience and what is the positive thing and both the negative things that we can both change and we can both emulate from. Um, yeah. I think that the fact that we came together like this in this type of transnational level, it's really... Um, a very positive thing, yeah. And it shows, like, um, also how our the interconnectedness of our struggle. Yeah. Um, I think also having this opportunity to listen to the Nama Herero delegation, yeah, reminding us, you know, reminding us of the atrocities which were, which have taken place. Um, realizing that there are people today who are still under this trauma, you know, because what what um, the white man would have us believe is colonialism has died. Yeah. You know, it supposedly died in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. um, racism doesn't exist. Mm. So I think we need to hear these stories and remember, you know, here, for example, in Europe, in the schools, it's not even a topic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a topic in the history, yeah. which is one of the ways that colonialism as a tumor continues to hide and spread itself. 
Exactly. Uh, um, and I think this is one of the very, very important um, things of such a conference, that well, we realize that these problems still exist, um, and we have to tackle it as a people, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Franz Fanon said it, white men consider themselves superior to the black man. And um, I think we always have to remember that and um, strengthen the unity and solidarity we as black people have amongst us in order to move the struggle forward. We cannot wait for the colonizer to, to bring liberation to the colonized. Yeah, that also brings us to, or almost explains one of the things we are trying to figure out in terms of when we talk about working as as in activism groups and sharing spaces um sometimes we you, we often experience the same mindset or sometimes in different ways experience the same mindset of either racism uh, discrimination and one of the things that struck that struck us uh, the last few days was the slogan of uh, the the movement that says uh, anything about us without us is against us. Yes. Can you make yes. a little comment about this relating to what our current situation today when you talk about being part of an ati- uh, activism group or being yeah. part of or what is going on around the world? Can you talk a little bit or reflect a little bit to this and what could be done right how we yes. could learn from the colonial, the colonial, uh, not to repeat the same ideas of colonization. Yes, exactly. Um, well, in the notion of white supremacy, colonialism was this um, civilizing force for all the other people of the world. Yeah. And um, within it, is this is you can really see the white supremacy, the racism, which some people take the hegemonic power to believe they know what is best for an inferior other. Mm-hmm. And um, this still continues today because um, when the concept was made, the implementation, the black communities in Hamburg who had been struggling all along and fighting for a decolonization, for renaming of street names, for um, deconstructing the past, mm-hmm. were not included in any way. Yeah. And I think this this is often, we mustn't forget that all the institutions, every single one of them, while colonialism was said to be abolished, the colonial institutions were left in place. And these colonial institutions still remain today. So you have often, you uh, you can see this continuity in NGOs and in all kinds of institutions, where people sit together and decide over a majority yeah. what is good for them, what ways they should follow. Mm-hmm. The United Nations is a colonial institution. Mm. You know, so I think um, when we realize that we, we, we can come back to the, to the issue of empowerment, yeah. where we realize that we have all the resources within us, within us, within our community, and we don't really have to look outside for our liberation. Mm. Yeah. 
And I think um, when we realize that, we stop trying to um, lobby with government and lobby with politicians and get funding, but we invest that energy in building unity and solidarity among our people. I feel we will achieve much more. Okay, the next question is going to come from my colleague, um, who is also going to, who also wants to know much of your opinion. Mm-hmm. So the next question, which I think is something you already touched upon now, is um, how you see that this the current colonial legacy that is present also is shaping the war on migrants today. Yeah, you mean how uh, the causes of of migration? How it's shaping the war? No, I mean like on how this today. colonial mindset is also shaping the war that is on migration and on migrants today. Yeah, it's it's it has been always there. It starts already from the causes why people are forced to flee their countries. Mm-hmm. This is already based on the neo-colonial imperialistic uh, exploitation of our land and resources. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, when people arrive in Europe, the so-called war of migrants or on refugees, it's yeah. simply it's a, a kind of strategy which is being used not to have them included in an equal participation. Yeah. Because the migrants are there, the refugees are there, the undocumented are there, and they keep coming. But what happens is people are forced into a modern kind of slavery. Yeah because they do not have the documents which they require. Yeah. So we have the, 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 the economy, economy when you go to the hotels or you go to all these high big buildings, go there at 5 a.m. You will see my sisters and brothers, they're cleaning, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the economy is booming, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is just another way, another way of keeping people in, a, in oppression. Yeah. So exactly linking this to like what the Namibian uh, people were protesting or has been protesting in the last hundred years in in order to, for the society to try to acknowledge um, the the crimes that is being committed against some particular community or some particular tribe. It took hundred years for the German state to recognize that. Um, it hasn't recognized it. Oh, okay, uh, that was officially. It hasn't the German as a nation, Germany as a state has not yet recognized it. Um, recognizing is something else. But they made a first step in offering in and the culture senator offering an apology. Yes, but recognition is something else. Mm. Um, look at the story of the Jews of the Holocaust and look and see what has happened. Mm. What recognition? What has happened in terms of recognition? On this level, and you would notice a big difference, mm. you know. So, co- connecting that to the migrant struggle today, what do, you, how do you think it's possible for us to make a, a possible connection in terms of working together for people to be able to understand that mindset of colonialism and today's migration, linking being the same um, thread or being uh, almost in the same line that is the continuation of. Um, Oppression is the continuation of colonization that is still happening today that is forcing this migration. Exactly. Well, it's mainly like um, looking into it that um, colonialism was only about one thing, and that was the maintenance of wealth, power, and having dominion. Dominion 
for the colonizers. Yeah. And when we can really see this, yeah. notice it, mm-hmm. and see how what orders are there and how white privilege is being maintained, yeah. how racial oppression has continued throughout history, then we will see that that white privilege superiority is a system systemic fact. Okay, um, we are going to wait a bit and take a break and when we come back we'll have more guests and more like a, a, a discussion with other guests who also were part of uh, the discussion and the conference and the protest uh, in the last four days so yeah, we'll take a yeah. little break and we'll come back a little bit back to you yeah yeah okay so we would come back to the audience and now we are going to be bringing you a song a kind of yeah, a song relating to our current struggle, the current oppression struggles that many people around the world are going through. And um, we hope you listen carefully and also try to understand the songs. We get the job done. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. We get the job done. It's a hard line. Sports, rich chores done by the people that get ignored. Uh, ya se armó, ya se despertaron. It's a whole awakening. La alarma ya sonó hace rato. Los que quieren buscan, pero nos apodan como vagos. We're the same ones hustling on every level. Ten los datos. Walk a mile in our shoes. Abrochense los zapatos. I've been scoping y'all dudes. Y'all ain't been working like I do while y'all work ya. Yeah, it hurts ya. You claim I'm stealing jobs. Oh, Peter Piper claimed he picked them. He just underpaid Pablo. But there ain't a paper trail when you living in the shadows. We America's ghost riders. The credit's only borrowed. It's a matter of time before the checks all Come, but immigrants, we get the job done. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. We get the job done. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. Look how far I come. Immigrants, we get the job. Yeah. AOA, immigrants, we don't like that. Nah, they don't play. British Empire strikes back. They're beating us like AOAs and hi hats. Our own game of invasion. This ain't Iraq. Who these Fugees? What do they do for me but contribute new dreams, taxes, and tools, swagger, and food to eat? Who they flee war zones, but the problem ain't ours. Even if our bombs landed on them like the Mayflower. Buckingham Palace, a Capitol Hill. Blood of my ancestors had that all built. With the ink you print on your dollar bill, oil you spill. Thin red line on the flag you hoist when you kill. But still, we just say, look how far I come. Hindustan, Pakistan, to London. To a galaxy far from their ignorance. Cause immigrants, we get the job done. 
Por tierra o por agua, identidad falsa Brincamos muros o flotamos en balsa La peleamos como Sandino en Nicaragua Somos como las plantas que crecen sin agua Sin pasaporte americano Porque la mitad de Gringolandia es terreno mexicano Hay que ser bien hijo de puta Nosotros les sembramos el árbol y ellos se comen la fruta Somos los que cruzaron Aquí vinimos a buscar el oro que nos robaron Tenemos más trucos que la policía secreta Metimos la casa completa en una maleta con un pico, una pala y un rastrillo Te construimos un castillo Como es que dice el coro, cabrón Immigrants, we get the job done Look how far I come Look how far I come Look how far I come We get the job done Look how far I come Look how far I come Look how far I come Immigrants, we get the job done Yeah, that was the one of the songs by um, a group of migrants also trying to say to the um, society that we are here and that we get the job done, even though it's not recognized. We are always going to keep doing our job <laughs> and keep moving that we also exist. So we also try to recognize the migrants as we play these songs and as we try to recognize them as to what they do is important. So the next clip you're going to be hearing is going to be another song or another kind of uh, poem um, by an, uh, an artist that we could not yet figure out who made this, but it has taken us hours in trying to figure this out, but we haven't been able to figure it out. But we thought it was interesting that you hear it also to what we are talking about today. We the diaspora, we the descendants of the colonized, we claim our right to question your obsolete systems, your racist symbols, your monuments to genocide. We who built your palaces, we who paid blood into your banks, we who died in mines so your crown jewels may have the biggest diamonds. We claim our place at the table and we say Your history is not pure, your empire is not whole, your conscience is not clean, your money was printed in blood, your high horse is three-legged and your royalty wears no clothes and your queen is not our queen, she does not see us as human and we know what we came here to do. We know this system is rigged and the only path to freedom is for the system to burn yeah that was one of the poems i was talking about we are being unable to be able to get the person who played this and um we'll keep you up to date in our next uh, program stay keeping up with the working together and uh, now i'm going to be introducing back again mr one of our guests in the um studios and um, once again, I'll ask you to introduce yourself and remind the audience who we have. Okay. Uh, I am um, Olivier Njek. Yeah. I am from, uh, um, I'm activist in Hamburg, and I'm here in the name of um, Black Media Group, Hamburg. So you had it, that is also part of the people who keep the resistance going. This, that was 
Mr. Olivia. Yeah, so, um, I'm going to bring back again uh, yeah, I'm here. Mrs. Latoya. And okay. as we are trying to connect with other of our guests, so we would ask that you also give us some patience. So, but before then, I will be introducing back again Mrs. Okay. Latoya. Hello, Mrs. Latoya. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So glad you're still with us on the program. And um, why Mrs. Mr. Olivia is here and um, talking about un unity and um, talking about uh, how to keep on the struggle and being able not to repeat the same mindset of colonization, racism, sexism, discrimination among um most especially activism groups and most especially working spaces these things does exist in our working spaces so i'm going to be introducing uh, you and having a discussion with other panels who we also part of in um working on this uh, uh, conference and the protest last two days so okay okay so i will put you on air now are you ready so why we wait a bit for Mrs. Millicent, she was also part of the activist group and uh, organized um, organize, organizers of the program. So I'm just checking here on the other line. Are you here with us, Millicent and um, Jan and Miriam? Yes. Hello. Hello, Hello. Millicent. Yes, hello. We've been talking to Mrs. Latoya and we have uh, Mr. Please, can you introduce yourself to the crowd? Olivier? Oh, yes. Olivier. Uh, yeah, Michael but uh, he, he should. Sorry? Yes. Okay, you just continue. And when you finish, then I introduce how you want it. Um, Mr. Olivia is with us in the. In the in the studio and i would have loved him to speak for himself and also we have in the other line Miss, mrs uh, latoya who was also part of the protest last time and we've been talking quite a lot about um colonization and um working together and the slogan of the protest and why the slogan itself anything about us without us is against us and um and somehow we want to apply this to our working spaces in the activism groups and um social groups so in that sense i will ask you now and the other groups to introduce yourself all right so thank you my name is Millie J, and i i yes i was also part of the organization group and um, yes i will i'm very honored and pleased um being part of this uh, great event yeah and uh, so uh, on, uh, and also thank you for this uh, interview. So that's also we also very grateful that you are able to join us despite the circumstances. Please, can you uh, would you um, allow your other guests or the other our other guests to introduce themselves? Yes, please. Jan or Miriam, who wants to start? Miriam, do you want to start? Okay, thank you. I make the starting point. Hey, I'm Maria Shukri, and uh, I was part of the organization team since October, November last year. Yeah. And also thanks for uh, inviting us to this interview. Uh, also, thank you for joining us. And uh, our last guest will introduce himself. 
Yes, hello, I'm Jan Kaflat, also part of the organization team uh, who had the, the conference this weekend here in Hamburg. And I'm also very pleased to be part of the of this interview. Thank you very much. Uh, th- please, can you can you any of you uh, uh, explain to us uh, uh, why was it very important for this conference, and why did you think that it was most importantly in Hamburg? Why should why the um, people from Namibia have to be in Hamburg? Um, can I start? Yeah, yes, sure. Please. Thank you. Um, We decided to have this Congress in Hamburg not only because we are based here, but as you know, Hamburg has a huge colonial history that is very present in the city. A lot of the wealth that is present in Hamburg is um, emerged from colonialism, Mm -hmm. and um, often people in Hamburg don't see this. So after the Congress, in 2016 in Berlin, it was now time to have it in Hamburg as well. Hmm. So it just just to be sure, was how can we use this knowledge of exposing the atrocities of colonization, of uh, genocide? How can we use that in applying and understanding today's migration and people's displacement or the suffering of other people around the world? Well, um, the thing is that displacing uh, and genocide and killing and murdering, it's still going on in society, mm-hmm. and and the awareness is is not uh, is not there because still there is nothing uh, uh, being um, educated in school. There's nothing about education in the media. Or um, or even in in the street everywhere, yeah. nothing of that is 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 is, is been um, yeah it's been shown. So it's kind of uh, so for the society in Hamburg, it's kind of whoa! I didn't know that this exists, or I yeah. didn't know that uh, Germany did um, ha- um, did this first genocide yeah. and. So for us, it's very important that the people get this knowledge and also that this city, and not only this city, but also Germany, Mm -hmm. takes its responsibility on that. Because my experience that I have is that we like, people like to point to others, like, hey, you didn't do this, you you, you didn't do that. But uh, it will be good if um, if uh, Hamburg City and as well the, the, the our uh, our German the German government or our chancellor yeah. takes the responsibility and says yeah we also didn't do something right yeah. and we are taking responsibility on that as yeah. well yeah yeah so and adding to you Millie sorry. Yeah. Just adding to you one point, I think for us as black people and people of color, it is also very uh, empowering to see how uh, the Herrera and Nama keep on fighting, and we can learn a lot. Uh, yeah, we can learn a lot from their fight. As you said, uh, that the uh, slogan of the con- uh, of the protest was "anything against us 
uh, anything for us without us is against us. Yeah. This is the slogan from the Herrero and Nama protest. Yeah. But it, we can also use it in our own struggles here mm-hmm. in Hamburg or in Germany. Yeah. Exactly. And it's and it's and that's it. That we also want to point out that since centuries our also our ancestors yeah. were fighting and they were against all these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's very empowering as Miriam said that we have our people from the continent coming here to showing the society here in Germany, in Hamburg, that, hey, we want our rights and we want our respect and we are against all this enslavement, torture, and all these horrible horrible things that our ancestors were facing. So this is also the other level that we want to show because this um, colonialism, enslavement, is really very much romantized. It's like, oh, it, it wasn't harmful. And, you know, Europe, it was just a short time and it has no impact on, 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 on the living yeah. uh, for, for us as black people in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to show that it has because of all these laws and things that have been set up from also Germany. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. And we don't want it. We want a change. We want a shift. They want their lands back. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's important for the for, for the civil society to know really what is going on. Yeah. Um that also brings me to my next question to our guests in the in this studio. But this time I will allow Oh, how do, I want to make a connection first before I ask the question. How do you, talking about colonization and making a connection with migration today, how do you see, still see the symbols and uh, the representation of colonization? How is it still present today in our um, societies, in German societies? I was I was referring to Mr. Olivia. Ol- Olivia. <laughs> I was I was referring to Mr. Olivia. I wanted to also bring him into the discussion because uh, we haven't we've only announced him and we haven't um, given him a, given him a space to speak. So I wanted All him right. to make a little bit of connection between why it's important working together and. Um, why it's important to also recognize the past of the colonization of the mindset of colonization and why is it, it's important to picture out that in today's migration and why he too is part of the black African media uh, and why he thinks it's important to speak for to have a voice of their own. So right. I will give him um, a space to speak. Okay, uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak about um, the conference and uh, the connection between the uh, migration and the colonization. Uh, coloni- coloni- colon- colonization. Colonization. 
Okay. And first, uh, I, went, I want to say that I am the direct victim of the colonization because uh, when we go back in the history, and uh, we can we can we have different country in Africa who was direct uh, colonized uh, was under the German colonization, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the the country is Cameroon, and I come from Cameroon. Yeah, and uh, the history of uh, the German history, I I I grew with the German history. Yeah, and uh, my grandfather used to uh, tell me. Uh, what happened that time with the German when the German uh, came to Cameroon? Yeah. How uh, the what they did there and how thing happened? Mm-hmm. And what an example is that uh, today we we call in German say Zwangarbeit. Uh, Zwangarbeit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess a lot of Germans will understand what that means. Forced we have a labor. translator. Sorry. Forced labor. Forced labor. Forced labor. Forced labor is was brought in my country by German people. Yeah, and uh, that wise, and many of our ancestors in uh, Cameroon, particularly, I want to speak about Cameroon. Mm-hmm. In that case, that uh, they are, they have the 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 is is very uh, um, painful for them. Yeah. when they go through what is happened that time in the country. Yeah. So connecting that to what is still going on today. Yeah. What do you what kind of footsteps do you see? What mm. kind of from what you've been told by your fathers, your grandfathers, mm. what kind of footsteps do you what kind of um, connection can you make with the first migration of both Africans, Middle Easterns, um, South Americans today mm. that we see today? Yeah, we like uh, the other guests say that we because we cannot disconnect uh, colonization with capitalism mm-hmm. and uh, imperialism. Yeah, and it's the same thing because like uh, the I think it was uh, Mrs. Latoya say that uh, colonization was just about uh, dominion and exploitation. Yeah, and that was is continuous today. How how to uh, maintain some other pe- peoples yeah. under dominion and exploitation. Yeah. And one of those people uh, is African or black people generally. That was even when we look around the world, uh, it, it can be in South America yeah. or in Asian. The only people on the world who suffering, they are, they are black. Black people in America, black people in Europe, black people in Asia, they are under dominion and exploitation in all kind of uh, uh, in any area. Can they are suffering under uh, exploitation? Exploitation, and so, that is direct. We can connect it direct because uh, when we speak about exploitation, is like uh, African remain and will be maintained as. A, 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 um, like, uh, a reserve yeah. for the raw materials yeah. and just not to see as a labor force a labor force and slavery yeah. we work in Africa and but we cannot benefit or, or all what we are doing but it is always uh, important to mention it that 
uh, it's not only European because we have also our some leaders in Africa who, who are part of it. Yeah, he's a part of and it. And just like uh, Latoya said earlier, she said uh, if you look in the hotels, the big hotels, that mm. if you look in the most expensive uh, places around the city, that you also see the black sisters, you see the black brothers walking mm. in these places early in the morning. Mm. So it's also the connection of the slavery that has been going on, but in a different form. Mm. So now I'll also bring Mrs. Latoya into the studio so that she can also be part of the conversation. But this time, I think I've talked quite a lot and I'm going to allow my colleague to have some questions herself. <clears throat> okay, so the next question that I actually wanted to ask um, uh, Millicent and, uh, and Jen and Miriam, who's also still with us on the line. Um, is if you can tell more about this uh, hidden colonial history of the genocide that you were focusing on during the conference, for those who don't know about it. Hello. Okay. Hello. Miriam, will you start, please? Hello. Um, I think this is Jan's topic of expertise. Expertise. Okay. So if you want, Jan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, I can tell a bit. So, so just to be to be, to be sure, the question is about the hidden history in Hamburg of the yeah, of like the to to explain more about, also yes. just to bring out the the facts of what happened during this time and during the genocide. So, the genocide on the Hereo and Nama people, if you could explain about when, like, try to break it down. Yeah, I, I will try to do it fast. I think one one of the important things to know and what is Uh, up to today, very hidden, is that nearly over 95% of the troops of the soldiers who committed this this genocide in in Namibia, um, they were transported from Hamburg, from the harbor of Hamburg, and they were brought away from from here by ship, and they returned here in Hamburg again. And um, yeah, all of the soldiers were 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 getting a, a farewell and a, and a nice welcoming from the from the city uh, of Hamburg and, and, and the citizens in here. And this is something which happened here. And also the, the shipping company uh, from Adolf Wermann, the Wermann Linie, who was doing this this transport, um, they were benefiting a lot with a lot of money from uh, from this business, as it was for them, this business of transporting these troops for the genocide and, and the weaponry and all, all the food and supplies they needed to... To commit this uh, this this genocide, so this is one one important thing which happened in Hamburg, um, and which is not known today. And and another part is that uh, in the, in the in the Michel in St. Michael's Church uh, here in Hamburg, there's still a big plaque which is honoring um, these soldiers which came from Hamburg and which died. The German soldiers from Hamburg, which came to to uh, to uh, at that time German Southwest Africa and died there, and this plague is still honoring them. Plus, for other colonial wars which Germany also um, committed during the colonial time, this and this is like two two important things uh, I think for the history of Hamburg, which most and, people don't know. Yes, and one addition is as well that Wermann was also really close to the politician, yeah, although he was a businessman doing that. So 
he also took all his um how can how can I say it better um his influence exactly yeah to 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 make all this happen so he was a very big profiter from all this not only with his shipping shipping company but as well as a businessman doing uh, politics so that everything is in favor of this business people who are making money out of this as well. Yes, and this, and sorry, if, if I may, this, this is also what, what the Senate of Hamburg did and named at that time as one of their, their interests uh, in, in being involved in, in this and in, in the whole affairs or, of the of that colonial war, of the genocide, that to, to make sure all these interests of Hamburg and Hamburg merchants are, uh, uh, yeah, taken care of. This, this is what what they active actively did at that time, just as Vermont did. So, just to support Millie, what she said. And yeah. <clears throat> as far as I have been uh, been reading and understanding, is that the genocide, uh, the German genocide, happened as a reaction to a rebellion against the uh, white colonial um, power. Isn't it right, or how? Like, if you could explain a bit about how this this actually took place. Uh, you mean that it was? So no, I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. It was it was a reaction to to a resistance. To, to yeah, to the colonial system which the Germans were trying to establish in in the colony at that time, and one of the outcomes, which were very clear, was that uh, the outcomes of the system which they wanted to establish was that the Hereo people were losing more and more land and more and more uh, ways just to to live their lives. Their, the, the way how they lived their life was completely in danger, mm-hmm. and that was getting more clear and clear and clear uh, during the time of the of the occupation of the, of the Germans. And then it reached a point uh, where most of the Hereros realized that now is the time to take action against the German colonial colonial rule, which is what which wants to be established. And then this this resistance was so so fierce and so heavy that the Germans had to bring in more and more and more and more troops to to fight against this fierce resistance. Yeah. This is pretty much in a nutshell what happened. And perhaps yeah. just adding another nuance to this is also that Uh, because he used the word rebellion, which was very much used by uh, the German media at this time to describe what happened mm-hmm. happened mm. in their colony, uh, but actually it was an organized resistance movement, and this is also a way how we see mm. how until today um, the mainstream discourse tries to diminish this resistance. Yeah, because I. So, I i was uh, also thinking because if you look at what is happening around the world today, many of the times, the people defending their lands, the people trying to defend uh, their livelihood, uh, most of the times also rebels, uh, rebels as uh, terrorists uh, or uh, mm-hmm. rebels also in mm-hmm. our current situation. So just making a link of. Um, what you were talking about the statues and why we need to recognize the importance of these statues and just thinking about why the state had to um, protect again these statues and like representing once again the idea of uh, colonization and their interest 
there was uh, a statue that was unveiled on the 31st of uh, March this uh, last month in uh, Denmark, also entitled I Am Queen Mary. This is from uh, the Caribbeans, uh, which also was the colony of the Danes back in the days. So the story, I will allow uh, my Danish colleague to explain it better. Yeah, it was just to connect a, a small point about, um, yeah, the 31st of March, there was revealed this, the, the a state statue that was developed in collaboration between an artist um, from the Virgin Islands and from Denmark who made a statue together that's called I'm Queen Mary that pictures... Um, there's a picture of this, the figure of Queen Mary, who was a resistance leader in Virgin Islands that was the former Danish colonies. And this is also the first sculpture or symbol of memorial that exists in, in Copenhagen and the first sculpture also of uh, women of color. Um, so that's just, we wanted to bring up that this is an important step that has been made in Copenhagen, not from the municipality or government, but from, from below that this this symbol has come in um i would just to respond um our, our guest in the studio also wants to make a comment on this uh yeah i will want also to because you asked me a question why is so important to uh, to be involved in the conference as a media and um yeah I can just to first to respond that uh, it's a necessity. Uh, it's a necessity to have our own media in in the city like Hamburg, because like uh, uh, the the slogan say that anything is uh, 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 without, uh, about us without us is against us, yeah. and is we think that is cannot be uh, normal to delegate our voice to uh, other uh, 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 media to represent us when we have some big events like uh, the last conference uh, uh, the conference of last 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 week in Hamburg yeah and otherwise we, we it's also important to have a, a, a documentation yeah because all what happened in Africa sometime uh, many young people today, Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't have they don't know how to find uh, it uh, so that because uh, 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 history when you don't have access to 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 to, uh, to document to document and people will forget yes and that was in Africa today uh, sometimes many things happen in Africa but the lack of the documentation is 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 a big uh, uh, problems. Uh, uh, that is that wise uh, mm, some of uh, brother and sister in, in Hamburg uh, got some initiative that uh, 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 to, to, to bring some uh, a median who's for the black people and doing by black people for mm, black, black people. people. Okay. And with, uh, let me mention something please. Yes. And with our own perspective. Yes which is also very important for every group, for every human being in, on this planet Earth. So I don't see no reason why the black community or any other community cannot be able to be supported to have 
their own. And we will take a little bit of a break. And please, uh, all our guests, I beg you to wait a little bit because uh, we think uh, this conversation needs a little bit of breaking down for people. Now, when we come back, we'll be walk- we will talk a little bit of how to navigate or bring these uh, ideas or these knowledges of this colonization, what effect it has in our society and how we can try to somehow without what the state does to try to heal and somehow try to decolonize ourselves and be able to find spaces and working together and how to collaborate and um, accept one another just in a second. And uh, our next song is actually going to be coming from Maccabee. It's also one of the songs that was also played in the in the protest um, day before yesterday. And we expect that people will also use the lyrics and the voice of this magnificent um, artist to understand also what the problem about slavery or the effect of slavery is for the black community. Well, some people like to dismiss slavery like it was nothing. But you see, slavery, it can never be forgotten. Some people not gonna like what me say, but me I gonna say it anyway. We are gonna talk about slavery and the effects of it today. Some people just don't want to know about 400 years ago. But the thing about slavery, it's affecting people now. I tell you no lie, when I see a film about slavery, water comes to my eye. You want to know why? Because it was me. I'm the same black man hanging in that tree, you see. They couldn't control my soul, so they had to control my body mysteriously. I and I has returned as the big Rasta man Maccabee. See, what about all the life that were lost? What about the black holocaust? What about African slavery and what it's done to you and me? What about all the blood that was shed? What about the innocent dead? What about when the ship overload and it showed them overboard? Oh, I can see the effects of slavery still in the community, no identity. Suffering from amnesia, a case of lost memory, black man and woman. Can't you see your history never start on the plantation? Original man, man of creation, father of all nations, just stay strong. Leg out the brainwash mentality, no go on like no Babylonian, the road is long. You're gonna meet a lot of obstacles, no bow to the temptation. Run Satan, tell the boy if you go where, you're not in a nothing with him plan. Hold up your hand, to the Almighty One, you are part of a great nation. Man, what about all the mothers that cried? What about all the children that died? What about all the suicide and the pain we feel inside? What about all the shackles and chain? What about the messing up of the brain? Don't know from where you came, you don't even know your name. Aided and abetted by some unscrupulous African. A hundred million is the estimation that died on the cross or the plantation with no compensation. Holocaust is a word that they use for what the Nazis did to the Jews. Compensation was never refused. Their own land they even got to choose. So what's wrong with us? Was the Black Holocaust not so serious? What's wrong with us? Was the Black Holocaust not so serious? What's wrong with us? Was the Black Holocaust not so serious? What's wrong with us? Is the Black Holocaust not so serious? Some people not gonna like what me say, but me I gonna say it anyway. We are gonna talk about slavery and the effects of it today. 
Some people just don't want to know about 400 years ago. But the thing about slavery, it's affecting people now. What about all the lies that were lost? What about the black holocaust? What about African slavery and what it's done to you and me? What about all the blood that was shed? What about the innocent dead? What about when the ship overload and then throw them overboard? What about all the mothers that cried? What about all the children that died? What about all the suicide and the pain we feel inside? What about all the shackles and chain? What about the messing up of the brain? Don't know from where you came, you don't even know your name. You don't know from where you came, you don't even know your name. You don't know from where you came, you don't even know your name. Okay, we are back in the program once again. And I'm here with my guest again. And we've been talking quite a lot about the colonization and the... Um, uh, problems that has happened so uh, the uh, protest and the conference that has happened so far in Hamburg and um, we've been discussing about the issues but unfortunately our phones too is also down and we are trying to get back to our guest and that in a while we'll be back to you but while we do that I will um, quickly play you also uh, another song which is also about um, the a folk song from ab about uh, Queen Mary and um, while we are trying to listen to that I will we'll try to get back to our guest and uh, I hope you will enjoy it <laughs>
So the song you are just hearing now was a, a folk song about Queen Mary. It's called Queen Mary or Where You're Gonna Burn. And it was sung by Gladys A. Abraham Elementary School Cultural Choir uh, in San Croix. And the reason why we brought up this song about Queen Mary is, as we have mentioned earlier in this program, that there has been uh, the first memorial uh, site in Danish, uh, in Denmark. Um, uh, it's a sculpture developed by the two artists, Jeanette Ehlers and La Fang Bell. Um, and this is a, a seven-meter-high sculpture in the center of Copenhagen in front of the former West Indian warehouse. So, and it, uh, it's this sculpture, I'm Queen Mary, opened on the 31st of March, um, supported by a protest walk by the Black Lives Matter in Copenhagen at the opening. Um, and it represents this, uh, the historical person, Queen Mary, who was actually, to give some historical background, who was actually called Mary Thomas, and who was known to be one of the leader of one of the uh, resistance against the white colonizers in the Caribbean. So along with three other women, she led the rebellion known as the Fireburn in uh, at the 1st of October 1878 where almost 50 plantations and most of the town of Redekstel were burned to the ground. And this, uh, the fire burn, was the biggest labor protest in the Danish history, uh, where they were protesting the horrible working conditions of the, f- of the um, plantations. This happened after the Danish state abolit- abolished slavery, but the working rules implemented after that was only in the favor of the plantation owners. Um, and sometimes the conditions were even worse than during enslavement. So workers could practically be there bound to the plantations without freedom to move or to choose not to go to work for other plantations or not to work. So um, during the fire burn, led by Queen Mary. Um, plantation settlements and sugar refineries were burnt and everything that symbolized oppression. By the white uh, plantation owners, they were accused of being racist against white people. After the rebellion um, or the resistance, 12 people were executed immediately and 400 people were arrested. However, many of these were being released after because the plantation owners were actually reliant on their workforce. And Queen Mary, along with three other women and others, um, were brought to the prison in Copenhagen, Denmark. Sylvia Frederici, who is an American author and writer about primitive accumulation, also points out that women often and more frequently had a legal had a leading role in the riots of enslaved people. So in this way, Queen Mary, who, is, who gives name to the statue, marks a revolutionary type of f- feminism. A year after the riot, they repealed the working conditions, uh, the working uh, rules that were, had been implemented in San Croix. So this was a bit of the background behind the sculpture, the memorial sculpture that is called I'm Queen Mary, that has been... Um, put in place in Copenhagen by the two artists, Janet Ehlers and 
The Virgin Island Artist Lavambel. And uh, you will be hearing after a while the interviews by Lavambel and the unveiling of uh, what they think why it's important about uh, to unveil more of the statues of uh, heroes or the people who stood against resistance in these uh, colonies back in the days and to recognize them and not just recognize um, the other people who were the oppressors. The, the people who also resisted this oppression should also be uh, not dehumanized but also be recognized as, as also people who were challenging the system of oppression, who were challenging the system of um, racism. So we also we play this interview for you that was recorded by our colleague Mrs. Eden and Mrs. Katrina and uh, now and um, you will also get an, a glimpse of what the artists were thinking while they were unveiling this structure. And just to say that this uh, interview is with one of the uh, artists that is called uh, La Vampelle, who is the artist from um, from the Virgin Islands that was a former Danish colony. And the occasion for making the sculpture was also the last year, was the 100 years since Denmark sold the Virgin Islands to the American state who still owns the, that is still like, so it's not an independent area. So um, here is an interview made, yeah, by the Bridge Radio taking place in Copenhagen about I am Queen Mary sculpture. Genevieve sang a little bit of. Yeah. So you know that she's telling you to go burn down something, and you learn that there's something called a jail, and you and so you know, you know you and that people were in the jail that they shouldn't maybe have been in the jail, and that's what you first. That's how you first learn about her through the song. You learn that song when you're young. Like my kids all know it already, and they're seven, nine. Oh. It's a song that was sung in the Cariso tradition. Usually, it would have been African women with a simple drum beat, and so it's a song that tells stories. It's it's like in the griot African tradition. So the it's a song that you we still sing today. Mm. That was that came out after the fire burn, and then people still sing it. You know, 140 years later, mm. they still sing that song. My name is Lavon Bell, and I'm a visual artist from the Virgin Islands, based in Saint Croix. Queen Mary, for us. She is a cultural symbol, um, as she was a real and historical person. She was, um, her name was Mary Thomas, and she was originally born in Antigua, and then she came to the Virgin Islands to work on the sugar plantations. And she led a labor revolt against slavery-like conditions where they were still bound to sugar plantations to work, where they still got paid very, very little and worked very, very hard. And their living conditions also were not good. And um, it's interesting because in the Virgin Islands, 
we don't know a lot about her historically and the reason for that is because remember the Danes when they sold us in 1917 they took all of the archives and all of the records so the way that we remember is different we remember her through song we remember her in our cultural memory Even, for example, the Queens of the Fireburn, up until maybe 10 years ago, we thought that there were only three. It was only when you see the prison records that you realize that there were four. And, um, and now there's a conversation that there might even have been a fifth. And so that just shows you how sometimes people get written out of history. Even in our, we combined two women and made them one, and in our cultural pantheon she's it's three queens so that's what we know the three queens of the fire burn and Queen Mary emerges the most popular so we sing songs about her we um, our highway is named after her um, and everyone knows about her but we don't learn about her in books we know about her in our oral tradition um, you probably like my children know who Queen Mary is already because they've learned her song and so they know that there's a woman named Queen Mary and that she's telling us we need to go bond down something and you want to know what that is. That's their first introduction mm. and it's through song. Okay, that was the uh, interview of uh, the artist who presented this issue in Copenhagen on the 31st of May and we are going to continue with that interview but because we have limited time with our guest and um, we'll be bringing them back shortly now and um, in order to continue with our previous conversations as I said our communication went bad um, hello there Hello. Hello. Oh, it's nice to have you back um, we had a little bit of problem with our telephone so in order to continue our conversation from where we stopped, I was saying we were playing a, um, a, a clip from Copenhagen that, uh, of the artists who were responsible for presenting this uh, structure in, in, in Copenhagen. Um, maybe you heard about it. It's, it was one, it's one sculpture that's called I'm Queen Mary. That is the first memorial mm -hmm. site um, in Copenhagen that memorizes the Danish colonial participation, but from the side of the enslaved people uh, presenting this image of uh, a sculpture of the historical figure Queen Mary, who was one of the leading persons uh, in a resistance against the Danish colonial powers. Yeah, so I was wondering if, how can we use all these both um, negative and positive present and past how can we use these knowledges in our both present and past colonies and inform ourselves currently in our social struggles and the way we organize between people of different privileges in our groups, in our social groups, in our activism groups? How do we um, trickle down this knowledge so that it will be present in our everyday life, both individually? Oh, I would love to have your answer on this. <laughs> Yeah, each of you can take the answer on one. 
Okay, then I guess. Uh, yeah, I said I would love to have an answer to, on this because I would like to know how to do it right. But of course, there are always so many perspectives and ideas on this. Yeah. And what is perhaps for me the most important thing is to learn from other struggles, yeah. from our ancestors, from the struggles that happen elsewhere, mm -hmm. and to stand in solidarity to each other. Like ha what happened on Sunday, it was... There was the it was the protest for the Herrera and Nama and so many people who were struggling for other issues yeah. uh, here in Germany were standing with them and showing their solidarity and this is something very powerful. Yeah. Of course, each of us has their own struggles to fight. Yeah. But that when we come together, we support each other in our cases. Hmm. And um, I wouldn't want to say who I want next. But you make a decision who answers next. Jan, do you want to say something? Uh, no, no, uh, I don't have to, to, to add anything. All right. Um, to me, I'll shift it to another level. Okay. It, I mean, it's good for us as individuals or as civil society to to learn yeah. from other other struggles. Yeah. Um, but my main key or my main level is the politics, mm -hmm. because they they were the ones who constructed the laws yeah. to their favor, mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. And these laws are still having negative impact on the continent, not yeah. only on the continent. Yes, it is having this impact, this negative impact on the continent. Yeah. That's why people from the continent, from the Africa continent, are still migrating to this place. Yeah. Hoping that, or wishing that, the grass over here is greener. Yeah? Yeah. And what happened? They face brutality. They face uh, negations that, listen, we want your resources. We want everything from you, but we don't want you. Yeah. And and this is the vibe and this is what is going on and this has to change. So that that is where my my pers not my perspective as well it is my perspective but this is my aim that the laws need need to be changed because look if laws allows land grabbing yeah from the con in the continent yeah yeah Yeah. And these people from the continent say, okay, if I have no perspective mm -hmm. for taking care of myself, yeah. then I will find a way to go to somewhere else. To do that. To have a better life. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is normal, that's human. Because if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel well at the place where you are, what yeah. you do, you move to another place yeah. where you wish to have a comfort. Yeah? Yeah. So this is what I I want. I want a change of laws, a change also of perspective for sure. Yeah. And we can do that. And then I adapt to that what um, Miriam said. Then to learn from other struggles and to say, where are the similarities And what can we change of that so that we all have a healing 
somehow. Yeah, talking about healing um, and how to go along in, in spaces where there are different people with different privileges. Uh, there is this term called, um, uh, it's, it's just a way to describe both racism, um, sexism, um, the different class differences that also many of the time that interact with these things that we don't talk about. Uh, Intersectionality, it's called. And the, many of these um, backgrounds makes it impossible for us to understand the different levels of both colonization, both um, uh, the racism, both the discrimination, sexism, the, the difference in gap and in understanding each other. All this, it's part of it. So how do we, how are we able to make that possible in most especially activism groups that we do not reproduce the same ideas, that we do not stand for the same, the same um, ideas that somehow has dehumanized uh, people we say we are working together with in the group. Can I start? Yes, Sorry. Please. So, Millie, yes. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. After you, okay. please. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I would just start with an example from the demonstration on Sunday, yeah. which I found really beautiful because we organized the demonstration as such, and which is typically happens that, like, the people... In this case, the Herrera and Nama people were building the first row. They were the, first, the most visible. Yeah. After the Herrera and Nama people, the black people came. Yeah. And, just be, and then behind the truck, there were all the rest. There yeah. were, of course, there were also black people, but mostly white people. Yeah. And this shows really much how we can organize in such a struggle. Yeah. I mean, it is really a struggle about racism. And then the people that should be heard first are the black people and the people of color who experience racism on an everyday basis. But uh, of course this, we need sorry. On this basis on this basis because there is also being an activist now for some years, I've also seen the the, the ways we're working in groups sometimes you as a black body, uh, as a migrant, you are being put in the position just to justify that you're present. It doesn't mean that you're part mm -hmm. of the uh, conversation that takes into account what even made you a migrant from the, first, uh, from the first time. The person who is working with you on this issue does not understand the, even the issues they are working on. How do we change that? Because somehow, if you ask many of the uh, migrants or activists who have been into this, or uh, black people, or... Uh, Middle Eastern Muslims, you will hear the same thing. You will hear that, yes, we work with people, but at the same time, they do not understand even the um, connection and still reproduce the same thing that the state somehow has done in one way or the other. Yes, and that's why I'm saying it's about education. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm also saying it's about changing laws. Mm. So if the law changes mm. and it's really written that all this horrible things that have been done through Germany, yeah. Yeah? yeah? It's been told. It's been told the right way, yeah. the correct way, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, the truth has been told yeah. completely. Then the people can also start to have a reflection oh, because no. if they have, because they don't have that reflection, 
I mean, racism has been is something that is not aware. They are not aware of it. Mm. Why? Because it's not been taught. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's like, no, it doesn't exist. Racism, no, it doesn't exist. Although they are participating, they are not aware of of it. Mm. So to me, it's really it's one basic key is really to educate the people mm. and so that they have a reflection on it. Mm. And when you go somewhere and you see that people are just taking you as, um, yeah, you are the quote. Like, okay, a black person is among us, so we are allowed to talk about them. Mm. Then you have to tell them, no, this is not how it's going to work. So these are also things that we have to approach and say, no, so that they will also even then have the chance to think about what they were doing, their action. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Ah. Because many of the times, it's, because many of the times, it's also part of uh, ignorance. Because I can also tell you that as being in the position of a man uh, and being a part of uh, the activist uh, this thing, I have also come to learn that I am quite ignorant when it comes to a lot of uh, the issues concerning a woman. And, and in this sense, the only thing I can do is to try and sit down and listen. And I also expect this sort of understanding from when I talk about uh, migration, for instance, when I talk about racism, that somebody tries to understand and not tell me how he's done. Yes. But this also not only under... They also have been, they, they, they've been taught or that's what they've learned, mm. you know, to talk about others instead of reflecting on them. How am I actioned? How, why am I doing this? Mm. And what what uh, what do my actions cost? Yeah. Yeah. So these are things that everybody has to um, has to has to learn. But if you are not sensitive enough, or if you if you are not if you are not being told that hey you need to be sensitive on such things, then you never know. You just continue as usual. Okay. And adding to you, Millie, it's also not only about understanding, but we can also ex expect from our white friends and allies to give us the platform. I think, therefore, I brought the example with the demonstration up because I, I, I think that it worked very well there. Yes, you are right. Not to dispute. Uh, no, no, no. Not to dispute what you or the protest. What it happened. I, I, I myself, I could imagine that. It was a beautiful protest, and I have had only good things about it. So I am not criticizing, but only trying to point out, because we are, we are doing this program about working together. So we are trying to link yes, this course. program together with how people should be able to work together and recognize these differences in between, most especially activism spaces. Because if we were to move along, if we were to actually break these barriers that are between us, we have to take a lot of these things. We have to educate ourselves of, of this um, problems. So that's why not to criticize. I'm sorry if you misunderstood no, that. You, no, I understood you perfectly. I just okay. wanted to stress this point again that we can also expect our allies to provide us with a platform because they have the privilege. It's easier sometimes for white people to access things. And when they are aware about this, then you can have a really nice connection about power sharing. This is my, like, perhaps like a little bit naive, but also like, yeah, kind of worldview how things could work.
Okay, yes. just um, just for the last say, because I also have to pay attention to our um, other colleague here in the studio. I would, mm -hmm. I know you have a limited time, so I will also say, um, maybe if you have last words that you say, and then if you don't, uh, maybe we can also say goodbye. And but if any last words from any of you, Jan, please start. So you want me to start? Okay. Yes, oh. please. Uh, my last words would be just to make it sure that as much as organizing this conference um, was a lot of work and, and a lot of time and energy who fell, who, which it was kind of taken, uh, taken and needed, um, I also got a lot of things back because I personally learned a lot I met a lot of very interesting people, and mm. I really have the feeling something is going on. Was going on within our group and on the uh, on the conference. There was a good a good vibe of trying to work together and somehow uh, exploring some of the questions which had been raised in this conversation we just had. Yeah. Maybe not like verbally, but um, somehow just on a on a mental level, yeah. work together and talk together, teach together. Yeah. And this is something I, I, I take from this conference and which is really enriching me and my life right now. Uh, and yeah, this, this will be my last word. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's also very nice. And I hope uh, a lot of our listeners also take inspiration from it. And the uh, others? I'd, yeah? Yes. Sorry, you were saying? No, no, I just, I just wanted to say maybe Mary and, and Millie, or they, they also want to add something. Yeah. But yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. Um, Miriam, do you want to continue, or should I say you can, you can go. You can go. All right. So, to me, we have... Um, I have uh, three things about that. The one thing is that what Jan said, and what Miriam also said through the example... Uh, with their demonstration, yeah. that we have um, from the white community, we have uh, people who understand this struggle and who are uh, uh, supporting us, yeah. and, and who also are that reflected that they know that it's good that they are with us, yeah. but we are the ones who are who are saying the things about us, yeah. and who are giving the, the direction, yeah? Yes. So that is, that is one level. And, uh, and I'm happy about that because it makes it, yeah, it makes it easier for us to, 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 to arrange and, and, and to change things, yeah? Yeah. And I wish that we get more white people who also have this, Sensitivity reflect um, re, um, who are also uh, who also get into this um, this uh, reflectionary um, level or I don't I I don't know how to put it right. <laughs> Maybe someone can help. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. To, so that to we be move reflective. forward to have a to, be to have a positive change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to have a positive change. And for for us, the black community, African black people, and uh, and also for the white people, because it's really important for the generation 
for for our generation and for for the next generation as well. Okay. And to me, the the other one, the other thing is that it's so powerful that we we yes. We met people, I met wonderful people, I know them already <laughs> for for years, but to, to meet them here yeah. and to just show the audience here in Germ- in Hamburg that, hey, this is what your ancestors did and what um, um, Madame Esther said, that this trauma yeah. is still going on and it's, 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 something that needs to be to be changed mm. so this is also something that motivates me a lot and gives me power that hey these are yes um people who are older than me and they are they are doing they are doing wonderful things and they are giving us voices and they are saying hey we resisted our ancestors resisted and we re- we are resisting and me as the next generation i understand and i am also in the queue i i hope uh, a lot of other groups or other organizations uh, ngos uh, civil um civil society, is- yeah. society civil um, institutions can also learn a little bit the positive side of things that you are expressing right now of how to organize, how to be able to do things together and not to do for people. Because also Latoya says that is insulting to say you're doing it or you're going to help people. Um, so I will give our last guest the time to say her last words. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll make it very short. Um, I'm just so proud of our organization and team, which is much bigger than we three. It's like at least 10 people who planned for months, and then there are all the people who joined during the conference, mm. and also um, all the structures that we could use, like uh, activist structures, structures from the black community, structures that were built by students, like where we can get our food from, where we can have somebody to design our website Mm -hmm. and it's the strength of the civil society which makes me really hopeful for the future because it isn't the city of Hamburg who organized and paid for the Congress. Mm. It's actually the people of Hamburg. Mm. And this is something I think it's also what I see with you and your radio. It's so amazing that you're like, nobody is chipping in the sand from the city. But we are still able to do it because we are strong. Yeah. I mean, the the power of the people are always stronger than the power of the state. So we also have to learn uh, quite a lot from this that with us together that we can do much, much better, that we can dissolve any kind of hierarchy, we can dissolve any kind of system. So that's why throughout our program we've also been encouraging that people try to decolonize themselves and try to learn how to work together and respect one another. And uh, thank you very much. And I will allow also my colleague to say a few things to you and... um, yeah. Yeah, thank you for joining us in this program today. It was very amazing to have you to would have discussed this with you and then we'll have to go back to our guest here to in the studio and I hope you have a wonderful day. And to our audience, I say also thank you for listening to them. Thank you very much for inviting us. 
your work. Yes, thank you very much. You Have too. A good day. Thank you for participating. Good evening. All right, you too. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. So we are com- we will be playing a bit of a song and then we'll be coming back to our guest in the studio where we'll be talking a little bit from the continuation of uh, the conversation we've just had now how to apply this in our everyday struggle in order to recognize these um, uh, other people's struggles and how to work with them together and not uh, how to help them develop their own struggles and not um, do it for them because we cannot really do things for people. We can only work with them. So the next song that will be coming on is uh, Nina Simone, Strange Fruit. Um, it's also a song about that relates to the times of slavery and human suffering. Um, we did not play this song in order to get people depressed, but also to keep them consciously aware. So Nina Simone. Barren, strange fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the roots Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south. Them big bulging eyes. And the twisted mouth Scent of magnolia Clean and fresh Then the sudden smell Of fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain to gather for the wind to suck for the sun to Oh. 
So the song you just heard was by Nina Simone called Strange Fruits. And now we just have um, the final part of this program that is about working together with the Bridge Radio um, sending live through FSK. Here I'm your host Nana together with Steve. And we have uh, some a last conversation that we want to have with our guest Olivier, who is a member of the Black Media Group in Hamburg. So, talking about that uh, before we go on, um, we will have a bit of advert of the Bridge Radio, and um, we will uh, then talk briefly about working together and we would like Olivia to explain or to make a connection to what our previous guests have said and um, what his opinion will be about um, working together and how we can implement these ideas they've shared together and how the um, African media can help also or can con contribute in these ways in keeping the archives of the struggle or the um, African people in Hamburg. The Bridge Radio. Okay, that was just a bit of um, an advert just to brief again that we are at the Bridge Radio. And um, uh, Olivia, I will be asking you, please, can you link a little bit about why it, it is important, just like our previous guests have tried to stress, why it is important to work together with the black community and um, not to work for them and why it's important that we continue to struggle to do these things for ourselves. Thank you, Sven, uh, to, for asking the question. And uh, I think that is very, very great to work together or coming together as a black people, first, because we are condemned to work together. We cannot work uh, separately. And because we, we have the same, the same history, and we, we are all from Africa, the mother continent, and uh, we, are, we have the same goal, and is the liberation of our, uh, uh, um, our peoples. And for that, and if we, anything we can do separately, it will just be uh, uh, um, a mistake. And uh, I think it's very great to, to work together. And I am very, very um, optimist because uh, most of the time people used to say uh, black people, they are not uh, working together or they are not uh, uh, united. But I, I know many black people, even in this city of Hamburg, mm. who they are working together and yeah. they are doing great, great thing. Mm. So that was... Um so that was um, our last uh, guest in the room. And we are trying to link 
all this together with how it's possible to be able to work together to be able to denounce racism to be able to denounce discrimination sexism and to be able to show real solidarity when we are working with people so um in this program also we've been trying to take you through with um what it means in the groups to see the different levels of uh, the issues we have from different perspectives in the sense that um we have many things facing us in the groups uh, in our working spaces which as i mentioned earlier that we'll be focusing more on to which is called intersectionality and uh, we hope to put a more focus on this so that in order to help us elaborate and understand the process of both the racism discrimination and sexism that happens in the groups that many of the times that causes us to even create more issues so with these issues of decolonization of um, slavery and of uh, genocide that has happened in the other parts of the world that we never know. We hope that by the, as bringing it alive again, that people are able to understand why it's important that we can work together. And uh, one of uh, the things we will have to do now, because we also feel we need to raise up the spirit of um, the studio so we can just uh hear nana talk a bit and um yeah she's going to introduce both the song and have a few things to say <clears throat> so i just wanted you to to encourage you to check out bridge radio you can find us on uh, facebook under the bridge radio or you can find our website thebridgeradio.dk uh, and you can find us on soundcloud and now also we played a little part of the interview with um, with the artist uh, who were part of creating the the sculpture I am Queen Mary in Copenhagen but I would encourage you to hear the rest of the interview which you can find on these different platforms where we have shared it and um, to understand why this sculpture is also a way of challenging the portrayal of the Danish state's role in the slave trade and colonialism so we th- think it's a good inspiration Yeah, so at this time too, we all have a limited time in our program. So we would also like Mr. Olivia in the studio t- to say his last words, if he has one. And at the same time, say we will say goodbye bit by bit. And then we'll come back to you and with a song. I, uh, I want to thank you, um, Steven and uh, Nana, for the invitation. And I'm sorry, maybe <laughs> because of the language, if it was a little bit difficult for me no, 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 we to had... express myself in we, English. Yeah. I think that is one of the problems, is one of the coloniz- colo- colonization, colonization problem, pro- problem mm-hmm. we have in Africa, mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you, is uh, uh, maybe we hope that because I'm an, also a pan-africanist i belong i believe that uh, africa will be united mm. and come one and maybe one language for the whole continent even we can keep our different different language in any uh, country mm. but like african people to have chance to speak one language because mm. maybe it can help us also to work to come together together and uh, the last the, the only thing i will want to mention is a black media group and i will also i will 
be uh, uh, um, happy and if uh, some connection like uh, with bridge radio uh, like you say if we in the future that to share experience uh, because uh, i think is also a part to working together yes yes uh, and radio uh, fsk also mm -hmm. here in hamburg and because i am what a single person in the groups are uh, the normally uh, other member of the groups one of them support to be here today mm -hmm. but yeah. it was like you you <laughs> you, you must be here mm -hmm. and uh, but i hope that uh, in the future we are going to maybe to to go more for that more for that in cooperation working together yeah and uh, i am very optimistic and positive and i also thank our uh, uh like militiancy uh, european brothers who come and join the the struggle we are doing thank you for the invitation so that's very nice to hear and um that's a goodbye from mr olive oliver and we also just want to say thank you to Latoya, who is part of this program today, to Millicent, and uh, Miriam, and Jen. Jen. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. sorry to um, uh, Latoya for the line. Um, so we are going to be bringing you a song, and um, with this, we are going to try to keep up both the spirit and both the fight, and to tell the system it has no space. That we also see it. And we will encourage you to listen again with us, uh, where we in next week will week will continue this talk about working together, um, in and and dealing with privileges. So. So this is goodbye from us, and uh, see you next week. Radio 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 The Bridge Radio